a lot of people have this idea of what they think the army is and it's their their perception their perception perception of it but it's it's totally different i think and i think i've had a few people call me after they joined and they were like you know this is actually not a you know it's actually not that bad and i was like yeah man it's not that bad so, <laughs> the army is pretty easy What's up, party people, and welcome back to Just Doing Life with your favorite host, Meg. <laughs> also, happy freaking Valentine's Day, people. I know, Megan sharing or screaming about Valentine's Day. Who is she? Is she in love? Yeah, with myself. <laughs> no, actually, though, happy. Well, no, uh, that sounded like I was about to say I'm in love with somebody. No, hell freaking no. I'm still waiting for my prince charming to sweep me off my feet. So that's fine. But happy Valentine's Day to everybody else who has a special someone out there. Actually, we all have special someones out there, okay? I think this Valentine's Day, we should all embrace not only your loved ones and those that you make out with, but your friends, your family, those that you have that have a special place in your heart. So. With that being said, my mailbox is open. If you want to send me chocolate, if you want to send me roses, that is totally fine. I will gladly accept them with open arms because I want you to embrace that you love me. <laughs> All right? Okay. Well, anyways, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I hope you guys are having a fantastic Monday, whatever day it is, but um, I say that every freaking episode. I'm sorry. I know that you guys probably, like, two people probably actually listen to this when I post it, so... If you're new to the channel or to the the podcast, welcome back. Actually, I am. I feel like my numbers have been going up a little bit, which is super exciting, and I'm super grateful. But it is a little bit intimidating because I'm sitting here thinking, "Oh my god, there's people who don't know me listening to my voice right now, and you guys probably think I'm a nutball, which I'm. I am a little bit of one, but I think I'm like kind of kind of cool too. I don't know. <laughs> but thanks for thanks for joining me. So, anyways, um, let's get to the episode. So I've got a great episode for you guys today. I have um someone who work uh, serves in the in the military. He's in the army. Thank you for your service, Corey. By the way, um, just throwing that out there at the beginning of the episode. But I think this is a great episode because one, I haven't had anyone who's serving in the army before, and two, I think his story is very different than a lot of the ones that I've shared before that are a little bit all over the place, which I love those stories, absolutely. But this one is still a lot of job hopping, but all within the structured system of the army. So I think it's it's an interesting one to hear. And I think um, this could be applicable to anyone who's looking into maybe serving um, in the U.S. military. So it's a great episode. Um, with that being said... At one point, we're talking about recruiting and how he got involved in the military. And as I was going back and editing this episode, I was thinking about recruiting in high school. And that just dawned on me, this story that I haven't shared. So here's your awkward story. Actually, not even awkward, just mischievous Megan story of the week. So in high school, yes, I was a good student, okay? I had like a four point something crazy GPA, nerd alert. Um, and like I took my classes seriously. My teachers loved me, but I'm not gonna lie. I was a little bit sneaky. So <laughs> I was just reminiscing in that, I don't know if you guys had this in your high schools, but we would have um, school counselors for, or college counselors come into our school and give presentations to like a small group of people who ever signed up for their presentation for the day. So key is you have to sign up for it and my second semester even well first semester as well but just the fact that it was second semester I know I did this 
Miss Megan here would sneakily sign up for these recruiting or counselor presentations the night before or sometimes even the day of when I wouldn't want to go to class. Now, you might think, okay, that's pretty bad, Meg. Like, you sneaky little dog. But smart, right? It was smart. I got out of quite a few assignments. I'm not going to lie. But what's even worse is that at this point in my life, I had committed to play softball for St. Louis University. So why was I going to Illinois Wesleyan presentations or College of DuPage presentations or Indiana University presentations? And better yet, why was I actively taking notes during these presentations as if I was seriously considering it? (laughs) Yep, there you go. I was sneaky. I'm not gonna lie. Like that is actually so awful of me. If any of my teachers ever hear this, I apologize. I just got lazy at some points. I mean, it was smart. So don't come at me. I ended up graduating quite fine. And I don't think it really had that big of an effect on my academic performance in college. But um, yeah. Also, if you're in high school, don't do it. Okay? It's just bad. (laughs) Bad idea. Not a good look if you get caught. I never got caught, but you know, whatever. So there you go. There's my mischievous Megan story of the week. I hope you guys enjoy this episode and here we go. All right. So um, thank you for joining me. Hey, everybody. I have Corey with me here today. Corey, I'm going to give you the uh, first part of this just to give a little intro on yourself, where you're from, any hobbies you may have, um, anything you really want the audience to know. All right. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Corey Otterberg. I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, um, and I'm serving in the U.S. Army. Uh, some of the things I like to do is uh, photography, you know, fly drones, and uh, just like anybody else, watch movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had plenty of time with that with COVID, so it sounds like it's perfect for you. <laughs> I have to ask, where in St. Louis are you from? I went to St. Louis University, so very familiar with the area. Uh, okay. Um, I lived in, you know where Del Mar is? Yeah. Okay, so I lived not far from Del Mar. So I lived right off of, I li- grew up around Beach in Maple. I don't know if you know where that is. Or okay, not. I don't know where that, that is, but I know Del Mar. That's pretty close to Slough. So probably like I've been around that area, but very cool. Uh, yeah, it's more close to uh, like U-City. You know where U-City is? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah on that okay, side. very cool. And where are you now? Um, I live in Hawaii. Uh, that's, I knew you were going to say that and I wanted you to say that for, for everybody um, because that sounds like a dream. I'm sure it's probably normal for you, but very cool. How do you like it in Hawaii? Uh, Hawaii is nice. It's uh, obviously the good weather and the people are nice and food's awesome. Uh, yeah. Hawaii's from here, so uh, we have family and friends here. So very cool. Uh, it makes us, the experience more enjoyable. I'm sure. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's just jump right into things. So, um, like I said, if you want to, wherever you really want to start with your story, um, go ahead and then I'll start pitching in questions and we'll just kind of see where the conversation takes us. Okay. All right. So once I, so let me, let me take it back. So, um, I was in high school. It was like my, I think the end of my junior year, I met some, I had a friend of mine, who had just finished training. Same with my, and my cousin had just finished training, basic training with the army and I talked to them um, and just kind of, you know, ask questions or whatever. 
So like the military wasn't something that I wanted to do like, oh yeah, this is what I really want to do. It was just like a, uh, it's an option for me if I don't decide to go to college. Mm-hmm. So uh, senior year comes up and then uh, I think some, oh, we took the, uh, they have like a test called the student ASVAB. So I took that test uh, in like my English class. Um, and then we got the results and then I started getting calls from recruiters and like, it still wasn't in the back of my mind as, as something that I wanted to do. Uh, but what caught me was uh, one of my friends came to my school just to do like some, he, had, he uh, was doing like a little bit of recruiting because he, after he finished his training, he was allowed to come home, hometown recruiting for like two weeks um, in your hometown. So he was at my school and I filled out the paper and um, the recruiter called me. And then I just started talking to her about, you know, different different things that the army can offer. And, you know, it, start, it started to kind of open my mind and my eyes up to the different possibilities of things that I could do. Um, I knew I wanted to travel. I knew I wanted to go to school um, and just do something different. Get out of, mainly get out of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So I just went with it, talked to the recruiter, went through the whole process. Um, and I signed up. And so when I signed up, Um, I got lucky, or at least I think I got lucky. (laughs) Uh, One of the counselors that was in the recruiting station, he um, used to come into my store that I worked at like all the time. And so I think that's why I was able to get the job I wanted, which was, we call it a multimedia illustrator um, in the army, but it's a graphic designer. um, uh, It can do all kinds of different, you know what I mean? Like we can design presentations or we can design posters and branding. So um, just a whole like array of design things for like and we also is that do, like is that like almost marketing I didn't even know that existed um in the army is that like a, almost like a business aspect of it so yeah you could say that depending on where you go yes so like my last organization when I was in Georgia before I came here to Hawaii uh, we were a graphic shop it was me and three other designers um and what we would do is, is if they had a special event or a program going on on base, we would design posters. So like if we had a February's Black History Month, so they were like, hey, can you design a display for Black History Month? And then they just tell us what they wanted for like, hey, we want a program uh, this size or we want these colors. Like it's the same thing as if you were working at like a an agency, your customer gives you what specs they're looking for, and then you do your concepts. And Very cool. Okay. Well, a couple questions for you. Um, this might be a very moronic question, so I apologize if this is just something I should know, but so you're, you're in the graphic design team. Did you have to like train with the army before you got placed into that role? Or did you, uh, like once you got recruited, get funneled straight into that graphic design role? Um, I got, so the army has what we call advanced individual training. So each once, so one thing about the army is they won't ask you to do something unless you've been trained on it. So no matter if it's um, doing your job or even like the uh, riding lawnmower, like you take a class and they give you basically saying you're licensed to drive a riding lawnmower. Really? Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so I went to school. My school is in Maryland, uh, Fort Meade, Maryland. It's called the Defense Information School. That's where graphic designers, photographers, uh, videographers, public affairs, public relations people, we all go to this school. Um, obviously, it's all different classes, but we go to this school. And so uh, my I got almost I did almost like a crash course. Um, Very so, cool. yeah, we, so were you interested in those things in high school or did you stumble into it once you decided you want to go to the army? 
Uh, I knew I, I knew I was interested in doing something creative. Okay. Because my last year of high school, I had already had all my credits by the time I hit my senior year. I think I only needed like, I think like maybe one credit. So I was only, in, you know what I mean? But I still went to school for the whole mm-hmm. the whole year. So I would take like drama and different art classes. Oh, cool. Like I was just taking those classes because that was stuff that I enjoyed. And, gotcha. Okay. And then, sorry, last question before we continue on. So yeah. you said originally that the the whole thought of going into the army was in the back of your mind and that was kind of um just as a backup when you decided I'm gonna go and pursue the army did you have other options in mind or was were you going to it because you still thought I don't know what I want to do and I know that this is a good option so I'm going to go this way yeah that was my thing and I didn't really have anything else lined up as far as gotcha you know, like I had a job, but mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. You know, I don't want to be working through like the corporate grocery store. You mean the store is yeah. a big store. I know, you know, I used to work at Schnucks. I know, you know, what ah, Schnucks. Schnucks, yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I was like, I knew I wanted to, and like I said, I knew I wanted to do something different. I knew I wanted mm-hmm. to travel and experience different things. So I was like, the army's a good way um, to do that. I just, I just wanted to do something, something different. So that's Definitely. why. Definitely. Okay. Sorry. Um, sorry for those questions to no, throw, okay. throw a little roadblock, but um, okay, we can continue on. So, so you're doing your graphic um, design so yeah, in Atlanta. Went to the school and then once you finish your school, you know, you graduate or whatever, and then you go off to uh, whatever your first assignment is. So my first assignment was Korea. So my first like introduction to what army life was, was in a foreign country, went to Korea, did wow. that for um, I didn't get to do a lot of graphic design design stuff, just a little bit here and there, uh, helping out with like presentations and helping them try to figure out, you know, web design stuff. Mm-hmm. What did a day in the life look like when you were in Korea? Um, so every morning you get up, you do physical training for like an hour, hour and a half, depending on what was scheduled. Then you do personal hygiene. Usually you get an hour and a half. So you go back to your. So I lived in the barracks. So each each base has a barracks for a single soldiers. Um, that are like uh, a certain rank. I was only a private, so I stayed in those barracks. Um, but yeah, personal hygiene, you like, you know, shower, shave, and then you had time to go over to the uh, dining facility um, to get something to eat. And then you just go to work at nine, nine to 11.30, you work, 11.30 to one, you go to lunch. So by work, do, do you mean your graphic design stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay, very cool. Yeah. But I still had to do like field, right? So we would go out to the field, dig foxholes, and set up uh, operations as if we were gonna go to go and go to war with North Korea or you know whoever. So mm-hmm. that's what you know. What I mean, that obviously that was our our main focus, right? To make sure that we were prepared to fight fight when we needed to. So I still had to go out, like I said, set up foxholes and do different operations like that, uh, along with you know doing graphics and things like that. So mm-hmm. in the army, you kind of get you're almost like a, you know, a jack of all trades, right? You kind of like, yeah, you have your job, but there's other things that go along with it, like making sure your vehicle's good to go, uh, making sure all your your weapons and all your equipment is good to go too. Right. And so where did you transition to after that? So after that, I was stationed at a small base on Virginia Beach. Okay. Right on Virginia Beach, called Fort Story. Um, Very small I worked in a communication shop, so I worked with, I got to do a little bit of graphics still, um, but I worked a lot with computers and radios. It was a little disappointing, but I mean, I had good friends, so it wasn't, you know, 
it was no big deal. I was still having mm-hmm. fun in the army. So um, after that, I was in Hawaii. That was the first time I came to Hawaii. Um, I was here for three years. Um, I worked in like an operations type shop. I didn't get to do a lot of graphics during that time. Um, that was like a crappy period. I was, oh, no. <laughs> I was like somebody's aide, basically. Okay. It wasn't crappy. It's just, you know, it wasn't. Not ideal. You mean it wasn't in my career field, so. Yeah. But I met my wife during that time, so I guess it made it all better. Oh, so it was perfect then. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So met my wife during that time. We got married towards the end of my tour. Okay. I think I think I really found my footing once I um, we moved to Maryland. This is like my one of my first. So there's a unit. It's called Combat Camera. Um, it's in Maryland, same places where I, where we do our training. Mm-hmm. So the job is to basically travel around the world and document what uh, what you're asked to do. So during that time was when I got to really travel and see new things. So I got to work with like the Canadian military on, you know, uh, like their engineers blowing stuff up. Um, I got to go out with the Navy to South America for like three months. I went to Korea like two more times um, for like short periods of time. Wow. Okay. So, so what was your, your job description then? I'm sorry. You said you were. So the unit is called, so the job, they call it combat camera. So basically our job is to document um, what's happening. You mean different, different events, whether it's war, humanitarian, um, mm-hmm. whatever, right. That's, that's the main goal of uh, that job. And so me, I was a graphics guy, but I was mm-hmm. allowed to be in that unit because they had positions available. They had a position available for me. So were you, when you were changing all these locations and positions, were you actively applying for these or was, were you just kind of shuffled into these open positions and told where to go? Uh, so for these, I was told where to go. So Korea, they just, you know, they, that was one they told me, Virginia beach. They told me, I asked, I called, we have someone that manages our uh, movements called a branch manager. Um, and so I called him and I was like, Hey, I want to get out of Virginia Beach. I want to go somewhere else. I want to be overseas or something. Um, and then, you know, he kind of, he kind of tried to talk me into staying. I was like, no, nah, man, I want to go somewhere else. I need to, I was like, I want to go like Germany or something. And so he gave me, uh, he gave me Alaska, Germany and Hawaii. And when he told me those, I was like, well, I'm going to take Hawaii because I don't know if I'm ever going to get it again. So I, took yeah. I was working in a public affairs office here in Hawaii and so I was doing photography and helping. I wasn't writing stories or anything, just taking photos and helping with the website during that time. So, but Comet Camera was something that I always wanted to do. It's not like a, for us, it's not like a special specialty assignment. That's mm-hmm. just, some, you know what I mean? That's just one of the options of places that you can go to. So, um, and I really wanted to go there because I knew I'd be able to travel and, you know, see, see and do different things. So um, I really yeah. wanted to, that was like one of the best, Probably one of the best experiences I've had in the army. That's uh, awesome. Um, after that, I worked in DC at a so for photographers, graphic designers, and videographers, we have so once you do get all your select together, we have to write captions for those photos or you know the video that we shoot. Mm-hmm. And so we upload it into a defense system, and then what I did at the Pentagon was af- was after you uploaded so i would go in and check all the metadata for that for that image or that video so i would go in and make sure all the you know the dates 
uh, make sure all the they're using AP style as far as their captions, uh, make you know spelling and grammar and things like that. So that's what I did after Comp Camp. So I got a chance to see uh, the next steps. I would also get requests to um, go down to so the National Archives in College Park, Maryland. They have after an image has been out in the public for ten years, it's supposed to go to the National Archives in Maryland. Um, College Park, Maryland. So I would, so people would put in requests and then I would go to College Park and do research on an image or a video and then copy that image or video, bring it back to my office and then send it to them. So if somebody's like, hey, I'm trying to find a photo of my uncle, he was in this unit during this year in Korea. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find a couple photos. So I would just go to the archives, talk to the ladies there, they appoint me in whatever section. And then they have like these little, it's like, it was like a library. So they had like these index cards with images and the captions and you just going through those, you know, for oh, wow, that's very you neat. Know, oh, I mean, like you can, you can go online and search. Uh, it's a lot better now where you can go online and search and it'll tell you like, Hey, this is the number that you're looking for. So eventually I got good at that. Uh, one of the coolest things I saw was um, a lot of the images from this photographer, I think his name is Matthew Brady. He's a Civil War photographer. So a lot of his photos are there. So I got to see a lot of those. Oh, my so goodness. They took like Abraham Lincoln and stuff like that, like the original photos. They even have like the glass. Back then, they used like these glass plates or whatever for those. So I got to see those, too. That was Very cool. cool. That is awesome. Wow. OK. Um, so is there another step after that, then? That gets Yeah, you... yeah there, there's a few more steps. Oh, my goodness. You've been all over. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. after that um my next job I was a recruiter so basically I was doing what your yeah, friend yeah. was doing coming back my to friend did to me, right so I was a recruiter right. for three years uh talking to young kids I was in the Bronx New York for three years engaging with new people every day as a recruiter yeah yeah, yeah. just you know a lot of people have this idea of what they think the army is and it's their their perception their perception perception of it but it's, it's totally different. I think, and I think I've had a few people call me after they joined and they were like, you know, this is actually not a, you know, it's actually not that bad. And I was like, yeah, man, it's not that bad. You so <laughs> army's pretty easy. There's a lot of times you're getting different things to do every day. Like I know there's certain jobs. Where uh, it's okay. Like, so you... But not in the everyday, but then there are places where it's like, all right, today we're going to do this tomorrow. We're going to do that. You know what I mean? And I, that's why I kind of like my job. Cause so like where I am now, um, I have a lot more control over what me and my people do as far as training and, and things like that. Okay. Um, are you, so are you still serving now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still in the army. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Um, so I did recruiting and then I got to do a special program. It's called training with industry. And I worked for the NFL for a year. Um, in what? The department. The army works for the NFL. <laughs> It was a special program that they had. It was like, uh, they call it training with industry. So you go and work for um, a civilian company or, you know, a regular comp corporate corporate organization for mm -hmm. a year. Um, and then, so like my job was graphic design when I came in. So I was put in their graphics department to do just that. And then one of my counterparts, his job was photography and video. So he went over to NFL Films and he worked with them. Yeah. So, so when you were working for the NFL with that project, you weren't doing your physical training or any of those um, items that you no, were doing. No. Okay. Did so every you, morning I did was you there. like that aspect or oh, yeah, did that you was, miss? Yeah. I think that was when I realized like, Hey, I could have done this or I can do this. It's, 
Like that's when I started planning for retirement around that time. I see. Okay. And then after that, I did that for a year. And then I went to Georgia, worked in that graphic shop, like I told you, um, designing posters and branding and all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Now I'm in Hawaii. So in Hawaii, I work for an agency, Defense POW, MIA accounting agency. And our job is to go on. Our job is to recover service members who are unaccounted for. So if someone was a missing in action, mm-hmm. uh, we would go to Southeast Asia, Europe, uh, you know, wherever, based on the wars. And we would go and do recoveries to find whether it be possible osseous remains or uh, aircraft wreckage or whatever. Um, and so we, recently I got to go to Vietnam. I was in Vietnam for two months and that's what I did. We go out to a site, you're with a team and then you have archeologists and a bone expert with you and you just go out and you're, you know what I mean? They have wow. locations where they think, you know, a plane has crashed or they've, they already know like that plane has crashed there. And so, you know, find something from that individual, whether it be something there, something they wore or a mm-hmm. part of their body or, you know what I mean, whatever. So, so are you like staffed then to separate projects within this, this assignment? So you said you were in Vietnam for a little bit. So yeah, did yeah. That go on and then they're like, okay, go back home and we'll send you out to a new location in a week. Yeah. So my, so I'm actually in charge of my, so my section is our rich communication. So we do community relations, public relations, we do events, we do uh, a whole bunch of stuff, uh, but all of it revolves around public affairs, public relations. So, um, and forensic photography, that part I was telling you about, that's the mm-hmm. forensics part. Uh, I see. So I have a team of service members from every branch uh, and their job, their main job is to go out and do that. Um, Very interesting. So yeah, there's there's a lot of art. Like I said, this this job is uh it's very rewarding, uh, very humbling for sure. Especially when you yep. meet uh, the families of uh, individuals who are still unaccounted for, and mm-hmm. even meet the ones who um, have been accounted for. It's I don't know it's, it's it's a great job. This was a job that I wanted. So I was in ComCam, and I had a leader who had this position that I'm in now. And this was my goal before I got out of the army to have this job. And so 10 years later, I got the job. And Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, I love it. I, I will say, Corey, this is everything that you've told me. I had no idea any of this existed within the army. I think my, I'm probably the classic example you were talking about previously of, I mean, people don't know <laughs> how, how much there is in the army. How flexible is it with the staffing of the position? So say, you know, year 10, you realize I'm so sick of graphic design. I'd like to move into another industry. Is that feasible or are you pretty much set in stone with, with whatever you decided to major in back in college? There is a way to switch jobs. It's all based on what the army needs. So like every month they put out, they call it in and out calls. So they'll say, based at your rank, this is, uh, it'll say yes or no, whether they're letting people in a certain job mm-hmm. at this rank and whether they're letting certain, you know, letting people out at this rank. So where I am now, I don't think I, especially being in for so long, I wouldn't be able to, to switch. But there is a way, usually early on in your career, if you pay attention to those in and out calls, 
um, you'll be able to switch careers. Okay, that's nice. So if you decided, you know, like a classic college kid who leaves college and has no idea what they want to do with their life, you right. could potentially switch at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. So you have so many different backgrounds um, as you've bounced around. Do you have a favorite or any position that really stood out to you and kind of transformed how you like looked at the rest of your life? Or um, have you just kind of been enjoying going with the flow and seeing where it takes you? Um, I've been enjoying, enjoying going with the flow, but the best, I would say my favorite assignment would be I mean, it's between this one and ComCam because ComCam just kind of changed my whole outlook on the Army and the, the mm-hmm. possibilities. For, if you had to give one piece of advice to anyone who, thinking back to your high school days when you were kind of like, I don't exactly know what I want to do with my life, um, what would you you give as a piece of advice to them if they're maybe not, if they're like pursuing Army or um, maybe even if that's not even on the top of their mind, but how do you think uh, someone should approach that stage of their life? Um, I know just like everyone else, I was, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I would say, uh, be, be open-minded about, you know, just about anything that, that comes your way. Cause you never know how it could affect your life. I never, I didn't know the army was going to have such a big impact on my life. I didn't know I would want to stay. You know what I mean, when I initially signed up, I was only going to stay in for uh, I was I signed up for six years because that was like the requirement to get this okay. job. Um, so initially I was like, oh, I just do the six years and, you know, I'll be good. And, you know, and then I got my uncle on the side. He's like, just stay in forever. He's like, yeah, in as long as you can. And At so any was, point, uh, did you consider leaving or were you yeah, really plenty like times, plenty of times? Um, I thought about changing careers. I thought about getting out. Um, but this was like earlier in my career, like early, early. I was just like, man, it's kind of sucks, you know, <laughs> every day. And yeah. Uh, but then I think once I, I think once I came to Hawaii, I think, yeah, this, this is what I want to do forever. I think I want to stay. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then one, one more question for you. I, I like to give the audience like a reality check too. Cause sometimes I feel like I hype up our guests so much and I'm like, you know, romanticizing the idea of all of these great careers, like the travel aspect, I think is incredible. Um, and that's something that like, I've always wanted to do is travel a lot. And so hearing your stories of how you got to live in so many different cities is amazing. But were, were there any moments where you're like, God, this is, I mean, you just said it there. So I, I, any little um, explanation of things that were like, not the greatest and things that were tough that you had to stick it out for and get through, I think is important for the audience to hear. Obviously, when you're doing something different, it's a big adjustment, right? Mm-hmm. So, did you ever? This might be a little uh, tough of a question, but did you ever get lonely having lived in so many unique cities with, I'm assuming, no family around? I mean, if you had your wife traveling with you for the second half, I guess, but when you were bouncing around all these different cities, was that ever tough? Uh, yeah, it's tough. So, like, I got married, I think I had been in the army for six years I think or so my those first six years before I mean I had friends and stuff but I don't know my mind is always focused on something so but it does get lonely so like I did a mission where I was on a ship for uh we were out at sea for like three months and yeah I had workers around me but you know they're not it's not like family or anything like that so 
a little tough. And then when I come back from like a long mission, so like I came back from Af uh, Afghanistan or when I came back from this last uh, mission to uh, Vietnam, like it's a big adjustment um, being away from your family. Like when I'm there, it's like, yeah, I really miss my family, but you know, I got a job to do. Um, and it, it does get sad, but when you come back, it's definitely a big shock to your, at least for me, it's a big shock to your system because you're so used to doing, right? You're sort of like regimented. You get up in the morning, right? Ready for work, you go to work, do your job, come home, and then you're sitting in your room by yourself. Um, or you might have dinner with your friends and then, you know, you're going back to your room by yourself. So um, have, making that adjustment when you actually come home to all the other things that you had going on before you went on this mission is definitely a, it's a tough adjustment. All, all the responsibilities. All the responsibilities, yeah. like it hits you like a brick as soon as you come home. And yeah, big, uh, that's, I think that's the, the at least for me, that's the toughest thing. Like, it, like it's cool. Like, hey, I got to go to all these cool places. Uh, but the sad, the sad thing for me is a lot of those places I didn't get to experience with my wife, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Corey, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. I know you said it's in the middle of your work day, so I really appreciate this. No problem. Thanks for uh, having me. It's actually the end of my day. Now. Oh, end of your day. Okay. Well, cheers to that. <laughs> awesome. No, no problem. If you got any more questions or you need to record some more, just let me know. Yeah, I absolutely will. Thank you so much. No problem. You have a good night. Thanks. You too, Corey. Talk to you later. All right, everybody, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As I said at the beginning, I think this was a great pivot from what I've been going with in these other interviews. Like I said, the Army is, first of all, so much more complex than I ever imagined, and I feel like I sounded a little bit like a moron. And honestly, if anyone wants to have another conversation with me about it, just to educate me on it, because I did not know that there were actual jobs within the army. So like he was talking about his graphic design role, his which, which was almost like a marketing role. His, um, well, the combat camera was a little bit different. That's a little bit more, I guess, I would expect something like that. Um, the archiving, like all of these roles that I had no idea were a thing. And then on top of that, I didn't realize that they were also like training for protection of our country at the same time. So just super, super interesting. And I think that if anyone is interested in potentially pursuing the army, I think this was a great episode because it just shed a lot of light on what that process looks like and how much flexibility there is in terms of getting different roles and bouncing. Whoa, <laughs> something just, I think I just nearly passed out because I was talking so fast. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Whoa. Okay. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of flexibility and you can really bounce around. Um, and I thought it was really interesting too because as structured as it is in the army, you know, working your way up and, and finding new positions, there were still quite a few instances that things just kind of fell into place for him. As he mentioned about his whole combat camera relationship, getting his getting him his current position in Hawaii, like those networking connections, that's still all applicable in the army, which is interesting because I think a lot of the time we don't really see it that way. Um, that's it's, I've always thought of it as you kind of just get told what to do and, but there is still a little bit of those, um, you know, hidden forces kind of playing out. So I thought it was a fantastic episode. Like I said, I had no idea half the things he had told me. So it was very eye-opening to me. Um, and I think it was just a great episode. Um, 
again, thank you for your service, Corey. Um, I also really just appreciated talking with you and hearing all that there is in the army. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, if you want to connect, if you if you want me to connect you with anybody, please let me know. Um, and as always, have a fantastic day. Seize the bull. Go do it. Grab the day. Go smooch your loved one. And then send me a box of chocolates and flowers because it's Valentine's Day. Love you all. <laughs> go just do life. Bye.